Hello and welcome to Signals from the Hill. My name's Stephen Walsh. This month we're going to be talking to Jared Myland, the founder and owner of OK Comics in Leeds, all about how he put the shop together, what they're trying to do, and how they're coping with the recent challenges of lockdown and the pandemic. But first, here's some information on some other comics podcasts you may enjoy. Need a podcast all about comics topics, reviews, and just general chit-chat? Then join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, Giuseppe Lambertino, and me, Tom Stewart, at That Comic Smell. You can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes, and on Twitter and Instagram at That Comic Smell. Pull up a chair and join us. Hopefully the episode will be a reminder to check in with your local comic shop, wherever you are, to see if they've made arrangements to reopen or have mail-order services they're offering in the meantime. And don't forget, if you're looking for a new comics hit at home, we've uploaded digital editions of most of our backlist onto Gumroad. So you can find that at gumroad.com forward slash Avery Hill. And now, let's talk to Jared. Hello, Jared. How are you doing? I'm pretty all right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. So I guess uh, the natural place to start is to ask you yourself, how did, how did you get into comics? What were the comics you were reading as a kid that made you sort of fall in love with the whole thing? Uh, well, I started really young, I suppose, like a lot of people, um, getting stuff from the local news agents, um, getting stuff like the Beano, Dandy, Hopper, and then sort of graduating onto the few sort of import like Marvel, I think it was specifically Marvel at the Marvel News Agent actually. Um but yeah, you know, getting that, that sort of stuff, like early sort of Spider Man, Marvel Tales reprints and Incredible Hulk. And I guess around that time, which would have been late seventies, early eighties, Spider Man and the Incredible Hulk were on T V. So I was familiar with those characters and sort of like getting really sort of into like the the T V, you know, T V iterations of them as well. And yeah, I, I was, that was that was my sort of early exposure. And after that, I guess I, I don't think I, I stuck with comics and, and didn't really get back into that until I was sort of in my sort of mid-teens, I suppose. And one day I was walking past Space Odyssey, which eventually became um, what is now Forbidden Planet in Leeds. Um, and I just went in and. Uh, I wanted to know why. Um, it, it always bothered me that the Incredible Hulk had two different pseudonyms, like different on TV. Do you remember it was called? Um, yeah, it was David, David Banner, Banner on TV. Yeah, and, and, and Bruce yeah. Banner in the comics. And I, I couldn't understand. Is it two? So I went in specifically to try and find a, a book. So I found all the Marvel um, Universe handbooks. Started buying them every week. Right. Like four pound ninety nine or something at the time, and then I ended up buying odd graphic novels and. Then setting up a, a standing order at another shop in, in Leeds. There's always been like three or four comic shops in Leeds. And um, it's been a really good sort of place for comics over the years. I started getting them from a place in the Merrion Centre Market, the indoor market there called Skyrack. It was run by an old guy called Ron Bennett, who was fantastic. Taught me loads about retail without really teaching me, but just watching him do you know, retail was. Um, so I got my comics there for a while and then I started, started you know, going to college and there was a comic shop right opposite the, the college I went to and I was just sort of more exposed to stuff like 
Love and Rockets and Sin City and Dan Clowes and that kind of thing at that time. Well, it is also, I think, what you're saying there really sort of accentuates the importance of comic shops as spaces, doesn't it? Like, you know, you you go into one because you're curious about something and then you're at college and there's one across the road from your college. So you've got this access to these spaces. And that's so important, yeah. isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's really important for, for the comic shop to be aware of that. A lot of people who come in for the first time might not know much about comics and you've got to make sure that that's, that's fine. You know, it's, it's okay that you don't know you know everybody's like secret identity or who's drawn what and so who inked what their issue that's you know that's not important you've got to make sure people feel comfortable coming in and you can find the right book for them otherwise they're just gone for good so what how did you actually get into comics retail yourself then um i was a, a regular at space odyssey which was another name for odyssey 7. there was a couple of shops in that chain one in leeds a couple in manchester yeah, I was a regular there. I, I had a, like a repeat order there and a guy was leaving and they needed somebody to sort of help out. So I ended up you know, taking a part-time job. I just left college and I wasn't really doing anything. So I started working there and then the manager left about just over a year after that. Um, and the owner offered me the job as, as manager and I was quickly trained up and all this sort of ordering procedure and all the sort of meat and potatoes, nuts and bolts of, of, of comic retail and took it from there. At, at the time, Space Odyssey was a comic shop with some toys, um, but it was at that time where comic shops were becoming more like toy shops and merchandise shops. And I felt like all the extra stuff that we, we were stocking was keeping people who were into comics from, from coming in. It, it just seems put up a little bit of a barrier between people who were into comics reading and people who were just sort of into Buffy or Lord of the Rings or whatever it happened to be that particular month. So after after well, six or seven years, I, I left there and I had no intention of continuing in comics retail at all. There was no, no intention at that time to open OK Comics. But uh, a couple of my old customers had asked me if I could get stuff for them because, you know, for whatever reason, they'd stopped stocking that at the time. And after, after about six months, I opened my, an account with Diamond, uh, the main sort of comic distributor, and started getting stuff, working from home, built a, like a, a really basic website and started selling my own collection on eBay um, and just after about six months, I was still living at home with my parents. And after about six months, it became clear that like, this wasn't practical. I couldn't work in my parents' dining room table anymore. We needed, needed a bit of space. And I teamed up with a, a, a sort of good friend of mine um, who runs uh, Quicksilver Comics. And we went into partnership and opened OK Comics in a really awful part of Leeds, really sort of dirty back alley. But within a year, we'd generated enough revenue and enough customers that we could move out of there into you know, the spot we've been been here for 16 years now and it's it, we're pretty settled here it's a good location yeah it's a tremendous location uh, like i've only visited uh, once myself but uh, it really struck me like I, I i went up to leeds for thought bubble a couple of years back 
and it was my first time in Leeds and I was blown away by the city like the the, the all the sort of wonderful sort of remnants of the Victorian age that are just so yeah. sort of like just dotted around the place and you just sort of sneak up on you and I, I think um well, we're in an old Victorian shopping arcade yeah absolutely yeah and it's and beautiful it's, it's 140 it's, years old it's got huge sort of uh, glass vaulted ceilings and it's a really nice place and it, it's yeah, you know, I used to come here when I was a kid. There's a clock at the end of the arcade that chimes every 15 minutes. So you might hear it if you talk long enough. <laughs> and my grandma used to bring me down here and she'd, she'd uh, you know, stand in front of the clock and, and wait for it to chime. And I still see like kids with their grandparents doing the same thing I used to do like 40 years ago. And it's, it's really nice. There's a lot, there is a lot of history in the city centre. There's a lot of new stuff too, which is great. But um, yeah, it's really nice to be part of the history as well. Well, that's what really struck me, the sort of blend of sort of modernity, every sort of possible convenience and modern shop you'd want to go to. But then also mm. these like beautifully maintained spaces dotted around the place that, um, yeah. you know, really do and add Unlike a lot of cities, everything in, in Leeds is really close together. It's not a huge city. Yeah. The city centre, the downtown area is, you know, you can walk from one side of it to the other in five minutes. Yeah, that was another thing that really impressed me, uh, just being there for a couple of days. We, we'd sort of be going around the place and it'd be like, oh, let's go to this place. Well, where is it? Five minutes away. Uh, yeah. Back to the hotel? Yes, five minutes away. Uh, what about if we go? It's five minutes away. Town hall? Five mm. minutes. Every, everywhere you went, it was like so sort of like brilliantly located. I think, I think people in Leeds take that for granted a little bit. But um, and when you go somewhere else, certainly if you go to London and it can take you like, you know, an yeah. hour and a half to get from one place to another. It's just like we're, we're kind of spoiled in Leeds. So uh, you, you uh, move into this new location uh, yeah. and, and, you know, obviously transition from being an online retailer to having a physical space to deal with. Um, yeah. As you're sort of filling that space and deciding on uh, what the shop's going to be, what, what's your feelings on the sort of the ethos and focus of the shop? What sort of things are you, you were saying you were getting old customers looking for certain things, so you knew there was a gap. So what, yeah. were, what were you aiming to sort of do with that I think space? It, were, it was a lot easier for me to start um, running my own shop because a lot of people who buy comics in Leeds knew my face from, from working somewhere else in Leeds, which took a lot of the pressure off to start with. It must be really difficult to start from scratch. And I kind of knew what some of these people wanted and knew sort of the buying trends in the area because I knew a lot of the people personally who had been buying stuff. So... I kind of had an idea of what I wanted the shop to be. I wanted it to be an you know, additional to the other two comic shops that already existed. Um, this Forbidden Planet and Traveling Man, both within like a minute of, of OK Comics. And I, I wanted to do something a little bit different that didn't tread on their toes, that sort of uh, complemented what they do and it, it just gave the people of Leeds something a little bit different. I wanted to sell a lot of small press independent stuff self-published stuff and we did and we still do not as much small press as we used to because what i found quite early on was whatever i think okay comics needs to be it's not my decision it, i'm not the boss the customers are the boss and just learning to respond to what people want has, has defined what we stock and you know I, I put my identity into the stock range as much as possible but realistically it's not my decision you know if i if i really like hickman's x-men brilliant if nobody else wants it then we won't stock it it, it sells really well and we do stock it. 
Um, but, <laughs> but it but can't the, just the be your thing. collection laid out for people to decide if no, they no. want to. But there are things that we, we order in just for me. Oh, and yeah. Nobody else cares. <laughs> um, because I'm, you know, I'm really into comics and really into sort of quite a diverse range of things. I think. But there's also stuff that I would never dream of reading that we stock and is really popular. And, you know, we, we just try and offer a little bit of everything to everybody. But the main thing we want to do is sell, pe- sell, sell comics to people who don't usually buy comics and make sure we get it right. You know, we have so many conversations with people and they're like, oh, what's good? I said, well, you know, you can't really answer that without knowing a little bit more about the person. So we ask questions like, what have you been watching on TV? What was the last good novel you read? That kind of thing. And from that, you can just sort of start piling a few books up and say, yeah, let's look through these, see what you think. And that's, that, you know, with that, that gets good results. It takes people a, a little while to realise, like, oh, comics are just like, you know, a comic shop's just like Netflix. It's, you know, you, you just walk in and you have a browse round. And, and you find something that you like, and then if you you know you talk to the people in the shop, they can find other recommendations based on what you've been reading. Just, just you know, just like Netflix will. Um, and if you talk to people in in terms that they understand, like when people it's like, oh, what's the difference between this thicker one and this thin one with the staples? You just say, well, the thin one is like an individual episode that you might watch on TV, but this thicker book is like a box set of all the, all the episodes and makes the full series. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I understand now. And it's, yeah, you just got to talk to people, you know, like, like you would talk to your mum and dad who might not be as familiar with, with comics as, as you are, you know, your next door neighbour and just try and explain things, not dumb it down, but not, not treat people like they're idiots because usually the people aren't, um, but just make it accessible. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it, to be in a good sort of comics retailer is to to think of yourself as an advocate rather than a gatekeeper. I think traditionally mm. the sort of image of comic shops that people have is like they're very forbidding and it's like a, a dangerous place to go to because you'll be challenged constantly about what you know and what you don't know. And that's like, oh, we've all been there, I've been to those shops and uh, yeah. they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I speak yeah. the same language as, as those comic shops. I, you know, yeah. I understand the difference between a TPB and a, you know, an OGN like a trade paperback, back an original graphic novel but most people that walk through the door don't care about the difference they just want something to read and if you start like giving them jargon and all these sort of in- industry terms you're just driving a wedge between you and them so you just make it simple we've got comics we've got books and that's kind of what we call them you know and we refer to, refer to them as graphic novels but we don't use the phrase trade because it doesn't mean anything you know when you talk about trading do you, you know do you think do, do people think maybe they'd just swap these then maybe are they trading them like trading cards yeah if you said if you said to a customer oh you're a trade waiter they'd be like I'm, i don't know i don't know what that is i don't know if i am yeah <laughs> it's not it's not useful it's not helpful no no and when people talk about like collections it might they, might, they think of graphic novel collections but also people when you think of a comic collection people think of a box full of comics so you, you just want to stay away from these terms that are confusing and and you know not particularly inclusive, and just make it simple. Make make it really easy for people to find what they want. One of the things that struck me, and something that must be useful to you uh, when you are making recommendations to random people who pop into the shop, was the uh, the range of stuff that you've got there. You know, it is 
a little bit of everything. And I think that's, that's important as well, isn't it? To be able to hand people so many different things in one go. Yeah, well, we, we, we obviously we stock loads of Marvel and DC stuff, but we stock, you know, every type of, of graphic novel that you can think of, really. Our uh, range of non-fiction stuff is, is exploding. We've, uh, you know, we've got a range of, uh, like, biographies on musicians, like, you know, David Bowie and Nick Cave and all, all that kind of thing. And they're really popular, too. The Nick Cave books that have come out from Self-Made Hero over the last couple of years, they're among our best sellers. Um, we always keep them in the window. We always try and keep them on the shelves. So just, you know, it's something that crosses over um, and just gets non-comic readers reading comics, which is kind of why we get up in the morning. And they're just great it's, gifts um, as well, aren't they? That's the other Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, stuff like that does it you know, even better at this. We've got um we've all, got a window display and we just put books in there but we always try and make sure that you know there's no point putting Spider Man in there everybody knows we stock Spider Man <laughs> so we we always put stuff in there that's that crosses over stuff that might they might have just seen on TV or stuff that there's video game comics and Rick and Morty comics um, anything oh there's the bell we were talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> One, one thing that we do, and I think a lot of shops have started doing it, is um, we've got like a, a, a streaming range, like a range of books that um, people will recognise from whatever streaming service that, that they subscribe to. So we've got like stuff like Boys and uh, Umbrella Academy, Lock and Key, Daybreak, I'm Not Okay With This, all stuff that's been on you know, Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that. And we keep that by the window. Because it brings in people who, like, oh, I didn't even know that was a comic. You hear right. that every day. Well, I didn't yeah, know yeah. That, that was even a comic. You know, when you see this type of TV shows that people are watching, that's when you can say, well, if you like that kind of thing, you'd probably like this. If you, you know, if you, if you like, you know, say if someone comes in and buys Last Days of American Crime because they saw it on Netflix this weekend, you can say, well, actually, you know, that's, that's a really good book. Also, is this series criminal, uh, which is quite good too? And just sort of, you know, get get people to try something new. And well, it's um, nice there because you've obviously got the you you know they they can come back and go. I really enjoyed that. And you're like, well, here's another thing that's sort of thematically uh, similar. But you know, yeah. Remender's got a huge backlist as well. So here's yeah. you know three other things that he's done that might be interesting to you as well. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that there's uh, that OK Comics is such a small shop means that everything is within arm's reach, really. <laughs> Three meters wide, about eight meters deep. Uh, we've got two floors, but um, yeah, we, it's really easy to just sort of grab stuff. And if you're stuck for a recommendation, you just sort of look around for a second, like, oh, this is the perfect for this guy. Well, as I say, just on, on my first visit there, I was sort of like blown away going into the ground floor of the sort of range of stuff and headed upstairs and then. I don't know how deliberate it is, but at the top of the stairs, like the first thing you see as you as you get upstairs is your range of European comics, and I was like, "This is amazing! They've got everything." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the European stuff, um, you know, is really popular. Certain titles in particular, and yeah, we've got like a whole range of classic reprints, 2000 AD reprints and stuff, and all the uh, Treasury of British Comics stuff that Rebellion do, and we try and keep those in stock all the time because they 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 you know they're good for people who might not have read comics since they were a kid, like they're good for the sort of nostalgia market and by and large they're really good comics as well. 
Well, that's the, the nice thing for retailers over the last, I don't know, 10 years maybe, where you've got really good new stuff coming out, really good stuff being reprinted, more stuff being translated than ever before. So there is just such a range of stuff to be able to, to dip into and, and stock. We're really lucky. We, we live in a time where uh, you know, the comics are at, uh, in, on a real sort of high point. I don't want to call it the golden age of comics because there already probably was a golden age. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the, you know, the amount of stuff that arrives. Every time like, in, a new delivery arrives, it's, it's just there's always something new and good and worth reading. As well as um, the sort of range of stuff uh, and talking again of gifts, uh, one of the things that I noticed in the shop and have seen online as well since is that you do a great selection of sort of book plate and signed editions uh, just to sort of enhance the, the offer uh, for customers. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I mean, that was something that where I don't know which creator it was uh, offered to do it was. It's not something we'd, we'd initially considered. Um, and then we just started doing it occasionally. Now we're trying to do like one every month. Um, just yeah, just do a, a bookplate edition, and don't, we don't charge any extra. Like most places that do bookplates, don't charge any extra for the, the, the signed thing that comes with it. And it just it gives people an incentive to buy it here rather than perhaps online. And it also gives them an incentive to buy it today because they're limited and they might not be here next time they come in. Um, so it helps us sell stuff, and it helps people try stuff. That's it's usually we we include a book plate with something that we think is going to be good and um, so people come to sort of trust that and you know they, hopefully we don't, don't let them down by picking something that's not particularly good i think we've had a good track record recently we just got um book plates to a company the garden the new uh, sort of, uh, graphic novel that's illustrated by filmio abata written by sean michael wilson that's gone down really well and and flake by matthew dooley and um, they've broken, broken down really well. Even though we're locked down and the shop's not particularly open, we, we sold quite a lot by mail order. I saw on, online you described uh, the garden as uh, the ideal lockdown comic, where it's about gardening and meditation and being with your own thoughts a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it, and it's also just about looking after yourself, um, looking after your own mental health, um, which has uh, been a bit of a problem for, for a lot of people over the last couple of months um, times have changed drastically and yeah people need to, you know, need to look after themselves and this is a book that just shows how one person does that and it's quite inspirational and even though you know there's no sort of rallying cry or anything you know to show you that you know it's not like a how-to guide but it's just sort of you know gently inspiring it's great and obviously uh, Fumio's artwork uh, is really sort of beautiful isn't it yeah, he's, he's one of the best. Um, don't know if you've been following him on, on Instagram. He's experimenting with a new sort of cross-hatching um, marker style. It's fantastic. Just oh, yeah, not he's, seen that, he's a really good illustrator. And Flake Loop's really good fun as well. Uh, Ice Cream Wars on the south coast, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's north of England. Um, oh, sorry, north of England. Um, I thought it was down in Brighton or Bournemouth for some reason, but I haven't read it. I've only seen sort of. No, we have ice creams up here as well, Steve. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's that's gone down really well. It's got like a sort of quirky, Dan Cloudy, um, uh, uh, Charles Burns sort of look to it. So it's it's an easy thing to sell, and and people seem to quite enjoy it when when they read it as well. So yeah, that's pretty good. 
And as you mentioned, obviously, unprecedented times for retailers and pretty much everyone in the world right now with the pandemic and resultant lockdown. Yeah. You've switched to a mail order service. You've got a, a web store on the website as well so people can place orders um, through there. Obviously, uh, it's been tough for you, but you, have you had a good response in terms of the, the mail order offer that you've put out? Our customers have been fantastic. I mean, in the last couple of weeks leading up to the lockdown, uh, I guess people had started working from home at that point. So a lot of people were you know, not visiting the city centre and getting stuff mailed out. And then in the week before lockdown, um, people started sort of self-isolating um, and getting mail order because of that. Um, so we had a really good couple of weeks. It was absolutely exhausting running the, an open shop and the mail order service as well. Um, it, yeah, it was pretty intense. So I was quite quite pleased when we were locked down and I could get a day off. Um, <laughs> but, and, yeah, I, had, I had a few days off and then spoke to a, a couple of retailers that I touched with online, and uh, they were saying how like you know the mail order is still pretty good and they're doing really well. And I'm like, oh well, I'll, I'll see if our customers are, are up for that. And, and they were. They've been really good. Obviously, we would rather be open. And you know we're not taking a fraction of uh, the money that we would make if we were open. But it's keeping people engaged. It's keeping a little bit of money coming in and you know, keeping people happy. And giving me some do every day. So that's, that's that's pretty good. Our customers are generally really good. We don't have any problem customers really. We don't have any. You know, nobody's ever been barred from the shop. We've never really had any serious sort of issues with shoplifting or violence in the shop people coming in just seem to be really good people i think uh it would take a lot for someone to go into a beautiful victorian arcade then go into a beautiful comic shop then decide <laughs> now now i'm kicking off yeah <laughs> it's nick cave comic was the last straw <laughs> yeah yeah well, every, everybody seems you know really nice our, our regulars you know some of them are I've been shopping with me in one form or another for 20, almost 25 years. So it's, you know, you know them really well. And it's, it's good. It's a really nice, nice feeling uh, to be part of a sort of community like that. Yeah, that's a big part and, of it, isn't it? You do build a community around the shop as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I was genuinely surprised at the amount of people who did request me a lot. Because sometimes you just sort of forget and think, well, it's, it's, it's work. It is my job. You forget how people think quite fondly of, of this shop that you've created. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a really nice feeling. As well as uh, your usual stock, I noticed you've put together some merchandise. Is this the first time that OK's done that? No, we did it a few years ago. We did some of, uh, I think we did it two or three years ago for our 15th birthday and um, oh, right. we teamed up with a, a local brand uh, Don't Mess With Yorkshire and they did a range of Don't Mess With OK Comics merchandise and t-shirts and mugs and things but yeah we've, we've now got a range of um, postcards key rings greeting cards and um, coasters and yeah that's the you know we Sold a few online, but I expect we'll sell a few more over the counter when we eventually open. Maybe that's going to be. Um, yeah, it's it's not something 
I don't want to stop too much merchandise. I certainly don't want to stop Funko Pops or anything like that. Um, you know, we, that's, that's another thing that's it's probably worth pointing out to, to anybody listening to this, that um, one of the things that makes us different is not what we do stock, but what we don't stock. Um, we don't stock any, any merchandise other than like comic bags and comic boxes um, and stuff that's directly related to, to comics. And we don't stock t-shirts. You know, but it's space is a premium, isn't it? And like t-shirts, there's no space. No. There's no sort of efficient way to, to sort of stock t-shirts. And then Funko Pops, it's such a slippery slope, isn't it? Like yeah. you go into some shops and they just have like a you know massive uh, pyramid or sort of uh, monolith in the middle of the shop just built of yeah. Funko Pops. And like, obviously do well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. people love them um, and they, they absolutely should, should be able to buy them wherever they can. But there's also people who you know who, who look at that kind of thing and just think it's quite juvenile um so we kind of offer them an alternative to that and hopefully people come in we always tell people that uh, okay comics is a bookshop that just happens to specialize yeah. in comics and graphic novels um, we don't really stock any prose literature it's everything stories with pictures and that kind of works for us and we'll just keep doing it and it is a thing where you've got other shops around you doing different things. So, you know, between the three of you, as you say, you're not treading on anyone's toes. Everyone's doing things differently enough from each other that there's space for everyone to, to thrive in, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Travelling Man have got a really good reputation for, like, board games and tabletop games and stuff. And I would never dream of, like, stocking anything like that because they're, 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 they're specialists in that. So why, well, you know, why would you try and compete with that? And as, as well as um, sort of Forbidden Planet, we've also got like everywhere. There's you know, there's a HMV and there's Game and you know all these other shops that sell similar kind of stuff to the same kinds of people. Um, so you know there are a lot of people who you know come into the city centre and just sort of do the rounds. There's five or six shops that that appeal to the same sort of people. But yeah, we're we're doing okay. We're still here. And the nice thing is, as I say, because those things are stocked, you know, Funko Pops being the obvious example, because they're stocked elsewhere, it means you don't have to stock them because people can get them elsewhere and it gives you yeah. more space to do the things that you want to do and you specialise in. So it's great. Yeah, win, yeah. I, I mean, I think if you, were in a, if you were in a smaller town and, and you didn't have like a, a, a big sort of, well, you didn't have anywhere selling Funko Pops, I could totally understand the temptation to, to stock them because people locally can't, can't get them anywhere else. That makes sense. But when you're in a place like this, you, people can get that kind of stuff quite easily. So, yeah, thankfully we don't have to consider it. We just continue to do, do what we do. In terms of your sort of immediate plans for the future, I'm assuming you haven't sort of got a date yet for, for reopening. No, we don't. I mean, we're, we're aware that like, um, non-essential shops can reopen quite quickly, quite soon. Um, well, you know, um, but I, I don't know how to work this without being rude, but I don't 100% trust the advice of the government. So we've, I want to make sure that I'm happy that the shop is safe and healthy um, for, for when we open, rather than just follow the advice that's been given by other people. Um, that, I mean, there's a lot of work for us to do, but I can see that happening, certainly before the end of June. And of course, until then, uh, and even after that point, 
you'll be offering your mail order service and you have your your web store they can find yeah. uh you online at okcomics.co.uk is that correct that's right yeah um yeah we, we've had a, a a website all the time uh, we've, we've been open um but uh, danny who works here she uh, took the opportunity to completely rebuild the website while we were in lockdown so she's she's been doing a lot of work from home doing that and she's adding new items all the time i know andrew at gosh is doing something similar he's, he's an absolute mountain if you want if you, if you think about like oh yeah maybe we should put everything that we stock on the website it's like you probably drive yourself crazy so we're just taking it one day at a time adding what we think is relevant today and hopefully at some point we will have uh, you know a sufficient amount on there listed for people to buy that um, you know, it's, it's a, it works as a as an online shop. It's bringing in a lot of new people at the moment. I'm really happy with it. It's, well, it's great because it means that it. obviously your your sort of exclusive signed and bookplate editions suddenly you know have a a broader audience yeah. um, than ever. And I'm assuming if yeah. things people can't see what they're after on the website, it's always worth dropping you an email just to. That's sort of it. Yeah, I mean, check uh, there's, availability there's plenty, well. of, uh, there's plenty of uh, like places on the, the website where you can just send messages to us, um, and we we always respond quickly and you know try and help people spend their money as quickly as possible. <laughs> so that's yeah, I mean, I've been really happy with the response to the new website, and also uh, all of our sort of in-store uh, subscription customers. They've all obviously. Um, become mail order customers over the last couple of months, so that that provides us with quite a lot of work. Because we don't we don't really want to do it in like a I don't know automated manner. So we we contact people personally, um, and sometimes it's just a simple email and they pay and we send their stuff. Or sometimes we get into a conversation and start recommending more stuff, and you know, <laughs> just like we would over the counter, really. Some people are, are quick in and out. Some people about and chat for hours well that's and interesting we're, we're extending the okay comics experience online as well and on the phone well hopefully yeah i mean anybody can go on to like a you know massive international tax dodging book retailer <laughs> on, online but um you know what's what's the fun in that you know, <laughs> i think it's important that people spend their money locally i mean we i personally always recommend if someone contacts us from somewhere Somewhere else in the country, I would always recommend that they try their local comic shop first. We're happy to anybody else if, uh, if they don't have a local comic shop or, or for whatever reason just want to use us. But you know, you've got to shop local, keep, keep the money locally, keep the local. And keep your local area more interesting, you know, stop it becoming yeah, just like, exactly, you know. Yeah. And don't, don't just you know, like spend money with uh, a company that perhaps is overseas and just, because people work so hard for, for what they've got. It just seems silly that we would send that money to a, a different place or you know, somebody in a different country when we could keep that in our, within our sort of society, within our economy. And just generally stop sending money to billionaires where possible. And that's the last thing they need, isn't it? More money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do they need more money for? <laughs> They've got, got too much now. Come on. Uh, Jared, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Yeah, um, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. Best of luck with uh, all the rest of your mail order lockdown efforts and obviously good luck with the reopening process as well. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Bye.
Thanks again to Gerald. You can find OK Comics in the wonderful Thornton's Arcade in Leeds. They also have a website at okcomics.co.uk and you can find them on Twitter at OK Comics. Thanks for listening. See you next month. This show is a Holdfast Network production. Go to holdfastnetwork.com for other programs you may enjoy.